What up, what up, what up? This is your man Dre Day. Are you in tuned in to a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast? This episode here, got to talk about them championship games from yesterday. Got to talk about them. Beautiful football. Uh, unfortunately, some fans were very bitter. They were very salty. They were appalled. They were disgusted. They were all these things. Um... There was some controversy calls, so I'm going to be objective here. You know, I have to be objective here. I have to be fair. Um, but overall, again, like I said, beautiful games, beautiful games. Uh, both games went into um, overtime, needed extra time. I think that was the first time in history that both championship games wind up going into overtime. I know, you know, there have been times where we've had one other games going to overtime, but never have we had both games going to overtime, and we witnessed that for the first time yesterday. Having said all of that, I got to talk about the first game. And no, it wasn't the first game that they telecast yesterday. I'm talking about the first game that I'm going to talk about. Uh, just two words. Tom Brady... <laughs> Tom Brady, baby, did it again. My Patriots are going back to the Super Bowl for the third straight year. How you like them apples? Now, granted, I predicted that we would go to the Super Bowl. I said that. I said that before the season started. When I did my picks, I said we was going to the Super Bowl. I said it would be us and the Chargers and the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, we had to take them down the previous round. But I also said, as the season progressed and the way we were playing, that I didn't believe that we can get to the Super Bowl if we didn't have home field advantage. But after that performance that we put on with the Chargers, and then us going against the Chiefs and how suspect they are, I said, you know what? I have faith that we would win this game. And lo and behold, we won this game. But, got to get into the realm of things. Got to talk about it. Got to get to my shit. So let me digress. Let me dive in. Let me dive in like Michael Phelps. First half, I have to give credit where credit is due. Coach Belichick, you did your thing, baby. You did your thing. Uh... We shut, the, we shut the Chiefs out, first half, 14-zip. Uh, you can make a case that we could have been 21-zip had Brady not threw that fucking interception goal line at the one-yard line. I don't understand why we took a page from the Seahawks with throwing the ball at the one-yard line, just run the ball. So you can make a case that we could probably be, it, it could have probably been 21-zip. So we got to give credit where credit is due. Our running game was fantastic. Our running game was pretty much the cream of the crop in the first half. Uh, Sonny Michelle, um, Rex Burkhead did their thing. But let's just talk about the overall scheme. My man, Brady, the GOAT, 30 for 46, 348 yards. He had one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh... Eight yards of throw, but the key factor in all of this, zero sacks. For the Chiefs to be the best team in football and be the leaders in sacks, 
my last episode, I called out our offensive line. I called them out and said, protect Brady with your life depending on it. And guess what? They did that because they did not allow not one sack. Uno, not one sack on Tom Brady. So they list, So it's clear they listened to me. They listened to a brother. So appreciate that. O-line. One of those interceptions I'm not even going to blame Brady for. You can make a case that he was supposed to have three interceptions, but we're going to get into that later. But I'm talking about the first, I'm talking about the two that's documented. The first one, you got to get criticized for that. Throwing the ball at the one-yard line, goal line stance, you shouldn't even have thrown that. The second one, I'm not going to blame him for. It was in Julian, it was in Julian Edelman's hand. I've seen him make those kind of throws to Edelman with ease, and he caught it with no problem. This one, it fell out his hands. But I must admit, just go back a few plays prior to that, and there was some controversy. One of the controversies that took place in this game. Julian Edelman went back for a punt. He let the ball keep bouncing to him. And it looked like the ball hit his thumb. So when the ball hit his thumb, the Chiefs defender, rightfully so, picked it up because now it's a live ball. Ran in the end zone. That was supposed to be a touchdown. Julian Edelman swarping down. The ball never touched him. Okay. Belichick pulls out the challenge flag. I don't know if I don't know if he challenged it or if it went under review on uh, and you know, you know, with the refs reviewing it or whatever the case may be. But it came back. It looked like Edelman, it said Edelman didn't touch the ball. Now, as a Patriots fan, I have to admit. I have to call I have to call a spade a spade. To me, in my honest opinion, because I saw the fourth quarter. This happened in the fourth quarter. I saw this in the fourth quarter. I was cleaning the room. I do environmental work. I was cleaning the room, talking to my son when this happened. To me, in my humble opinion, I think the ball hit his thumb. There, I said it. There you go. I believe the ball hit his thumb. Which means that makes it a live ball. The Chiefs should have been able to run it back for a touchdown. Granted, I admit that. But, doesn't take away from the fact my boy Edelman had a good game. Seven catches for 96 yards. My man Gronk, I called him out the last episode too. He stepped up too. Not only did he step up with blocking for our running backs, he also caught some passes. Six catches, 79 yards. Two key catches he caught. Third and five in the fourth quarter, setting up our touchdown, and then a third and ten conversion in overtime. He stepped up. Chris Hogan, he stepped up. Five catches for 45 yards. Our defense, like I said prior, our defense stepped up in that first quarter. We held them to zero points. Patrick Mahomes, I have all the respect for you in the world, but I knew this was going to happen to you. Big game, big stage, you playing against your idol, pressure's going to build. And that's exactly what happened to you in that first half. You were very fidgety. You were very uncomfortable. You stepped out your character. You was forcing passes. We sacked him twice. We sacked him twice, but he did have a good game, though. I can't take that away from him. Patrick Mahomes played a hell of a game. 295 yards, 16 for 31. He had three touchdowns, zero interceptions. 
10 yards a throw. You got to give credit where it's due. He led the Chiefs to come back. That fourth quarter was a hell of a classic. Hell of a classic. And he has something to do with it. So you got to give credit where it's due. But again, within that first quarter, we put that pressure on him. We made it uncomfortable for him. There was a segment in that first, it was a segment in that first half where the Chiefs could have got something on the board. They were in field goal range, but Patrick Mahomes got too carried away with himself. And he got a sack. Not only did he get sacked, but you lost 14 yards in the process and you took yourself out of field goal range and had to wind up putting the ball. So you can make a case the score could have been either 21-3 going into halftime or it could have been 7-3 going into halftime. Damian Williams played a hell of a game on the receiving end of the ball, not rushing. He only had 10 yards, 30 carries, 5 catches, 66 yards, 2 touchdowns. The Chiefs as a whole, they have 41 rushing yards the whole entire game. My Patriots, we had 176. Uh, Sonny Michelle, Rex Burkhead, he did his thug fizzle. That white boy could play. Now, I know y'all going to be like, oh, and white boy could play. It ain't like I'm saying all oh, white boys can't play. But, hey, this boy could ball. Two touchdowns. He scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter. He also scored the game-winning touchdown that sealed the game for us. So we just throw, I'm telling you, this is the one thing that I can give Coach Belichick credit for. We can throw anybody into our system and they will excel. This was probably his career game all season long. I'm not talking about Sonny Michelle. I'm talking about Rex Burkhead. This was probably his career game all season long. But the benefit of this game. And I said it the last episode. I have to keep going back to the last episode because it was a lot that I said in that episode that hit home in this game. I said, Coach Belichick, he takes your strongest asset. He takes your strongest asset away from you. Everybody else can beat me, but I'm not going to let your strong person beat me. Tyreek Hill only had one catch for 42 yards. That ain't typical numbers for him. This dude winds up having about 6-7. Catches, easy. Probably have about a hundred and something yards a game. We was able to only have him one catch, 42 yards. Travis Kelsey, he wasn't that much of a factor either. He did score a touchdown, but three catches, 23 yards. We took away two of their strongest assets, and we let everybody else do what they do. Sammy Watkins had four catches, 114 yards. The Chiefs' defense was Somewhat okay. Daniel Sorison, 10 tackles. Uh, he caught that interception from Edelman when he dropped that pass, that Patriot that Tom Brady threw to him that fell out his hands and he was just at the right place at the right time. There's an old saying in basketball, the ball don't lie. With that play with Julian Edelman, like again, like I said, I agree. In my humble opinion, he touched it. Two plays later, Brady tried to throw a slant pass to Edelman. Coming across the seam, what happened? The four fell out his hands, interception. The ball don't lie. Anthony Hitchens, he played well. Reggie Ragland, he caught that goal line interception from Brady, like I was talking about earlier. Kendall Feller did his thing. Justin Houston, who's the anchor of this defense, he was non-existent for the Chiefs. He probably only had two tackles the whole game. D. Ford. Whew. I'm sure Kansas City, the city of Kansas City, they upset with you. 
When Brady threw that interception to Gronk, that could have sealed the game for y'all. The call had to come back. Offsides. So being that it was an offsides, instead of it being third and ten, it wound up being third and five. We know what happened in the next play. We wound up getting the first down. Uh, the Chiefs kicker, we got to give credit where it's due. Uh, crunch time. Patrick Mahomes, he did his thing in that fourth quarter. And basically, he kicked the field goal to tie the game to take it into overtime. Got to give credit where it's due. Clutch kicks happened this weekend. Now, let me get back to my defense. My defense I got to talk about because I, I, I've said all year long our defense has been suspect. But for these last two games, our defense has been, I'm not going to say top-notch, but we've basically showed up where it counted the most. Calvin Law, eight tackles. Two sacks, like I said before, we put Patrick Mahomes on his ass. We made him uncomfortable. Trey Flowers, he had a sack. J.C. Jackson, this fool almost blew the game for us on two occasions. Actually, three occasions. Two holding calls, and he got iced by Robinson in the fourth quarter when Patrick Mahomes was going on his hero run. 24 points we gave up in that fourth quarter. So the fourth quarter, so the, so for the second half, I'm not going to give credit to the defense. That was all Brady. But the first half, I'm going to give credit where it's due. We set the tone early. So I got to give credit where it was due on that aspect. We had 36 first downs. Chiefs had 18. 94 total plays for us. 47 for the Chiefs. 524 total yards to 290 for the Chiefs. We held the ball for 44 minutes to the Chiefs' 21 minutes. You can look at those numbers and say we should have been won this game. We could have killed them. But this pretty much tells you and gives you the respect and the credit that's due to Patrick Mahomes. That right there tells you how special this kid is. This kid's got something. We got to give credit where it's due. And that's why he will win. MVP this season. We got to give credit where it's due. I've always had respect for him. I just felt like on the biggest stage, the biggest game of your career to date, I just felt that he would be uncomfortable. He'll be rattled. And he was the first half. But he did his thing the second half. He did his thing the second half. A beautiful back and forth between him and Brady. He wanted the torch to be passed to him. Brady said, nah, 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 not yet. It ain't your time yet, young man. It ain't your time. But enough of that. Now I'm going to get in my bag. Now I'm going to talk my shit now. There's a lot of patriot haters out there in the world. A lot. There's a lot of patriot hates in the world. I understand, though. We've been great for so long that you're tired of seeing us winning. Well, guess what? The winning continues. Because for the ninth straight year... We are going back to the Super Bowl. Nine straight Super Bowl. No, not even nine straight. Nine Super Bowl appearances. Nine Super Bowl appearances. Brady and Belichick have been together for 19 years. Nine of those years, they've made the Super Bowl. Five of them we've won. Three of them we've lost. Hopefully this year we can wind up winning. You know what I'm saying? But again, we're hated. And rightfully so. We, y- y'all have every reason to hate us. 
We win. We push the envelope sometimes. I will admit we've cheated. You know, I can admit that. I got I got to be objective here. I can't always, you know, you know, be a homer when it comes to my Patriots. I got to, you know, I got to call a spade a spade. We got caught cheating a couple of times. It is what it is. But what Brady did this game was just beautiful. He converted on three third downs in overtime on the road. And we've been saying for the longest, Brady needs that key road victory in the playoffs. His last road victory was 2006 against the Chargers. Don't nobody even remember that. But this game here, this game right here, this game right here. Oh, nah. He got his stamp on this one. From fourth quarter to overtime. On third down conversions, he was five for five on third down conversions. In the fourth quarter and in overtime. Now, Stephen A. Smith, he has this thing where he calls Aaron Rodgers the bad man. I would hope to God, after this, after seeing what Brady did, he can now stop saying that for Aaron Rodgers and now say that for Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady, TB12, the GOAT. Yeah, GOAT man, GOAT man. Yeah, that's him. He's that bad man. Now again, keep hating. Keep puking your guts out. Keep making excuses. Oh, the refs this, the refs that. Now again, I, now now again, I've been I've been objective. I did admit I did feel like Edelman touched that ball. Now there was another controversy play where there was a face mask call on a Chiefs defender when supposedly the, he hit Tom Brady. When you see the instant replay, to me he grazed him. He grazed him. But y'all got to understand this. The quarterback position is the most important position in football. That's the position. That's the cream of the crop. It's like the point guard in the NBA. It's like the point guard in basketball. It's like the pitcher or the catcher in baseball. It's the most important position in football. But not only that, look who you did the face mask to. Look who you, look who you did that to. You did it to Brady, the GOAT. It's like the Jordan rule. You could have did that to Phillip Rivers. The flag wouldn't have been thrown. But being that it was Brady, the flag had to be thrown. Granted, it was on the road. But again, it was Brady. So it was like, okay, cool. We got to throw the flag on this. Now, again, I will admit, to me, no foul. But as a Patriot fan, I'm thankful that you caught that flag. Because that gave us the opportunity to go down there. Take a lead. And somewhat have the game until Patrick Mahomes went down, got in field goal range, and tied the game up. And we went into overtime. But see, the Chiefs, they knew this game was over once they lost that coin toss. Once they knew that they wasn't getting the ball, they knew it was over. But let's talk about something else here that's not being, that's, that's, that's not being talked about. Now, I know I'm ramming in a lot with this game here, but I can't help it. This is my team. I got to talk about my team. I got to rep my team. But there was something that nobody is really talking about. In the overtime, when we converted those three third downs, 
The Chiefs had all their timeouts. I'm quite sure that defense was getting very tired out there. Why didn't you call a timeout? To rest them for a little bit. That's just my opinion. Was it bad coaching there? Should Andy Reid be somewhat responsible for that? Should the Chiefs defensive coordinator be somewhat responsible for that? That's just a thought. Okay? Just a thought. You know what I'm saying? But again, at the end of the day, my boys won. We're going to the Super Bowl again for the third straight year. Eat your heart out. Keep crying. Keep bitching. It is what it is. Bye-bye, Chiefs. Sorry, fans out there that hate us, but... The empire continues. The empire is still here. The empire rises again. But the job is not done. We need one more win. One more win. I'm not going to get in my bag that much yet because we need one more win. One more. Just one more. The next game. This game was some controversy too. Got to give credit where it's due though. Congrats to the Los Angeles Rams on going to the Super Bowl. Um... I picked the Saints to win, obviously. I said that no team will go into that dome and win. I just felt like the environment there would just be too crazy for them. And for the most part, it was. That crowd was loud. Jared Goff struggled a little bit. Um, obviously, um, he was having some trouble hearing, you know, Sean McVay in his ear with the, with the, with the headphones. He was having trouble communicating with the offensive coordinator because the crowd was so loud. Um, Drew Brees, you my man. Got to give credit where it's due, but I also got to call you out as well. Uh, Drew Brees, 26 for 40, 249 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. The interception I can't really fault him for. Because, basically, Dante Fowler got up in his grill, distracted him, got his hand up, distracted him. Rams defender wound up getting the ball, caught the interception, backpedaling, he caught the interception. So you can't really blame him for that. That last drive, before the controversial call, why are y'all, run, why are y'all throwing the ball? You're throwing the ball, you're stopping the clock. The Rams had two timeouts. Had them use those two timeouts. But Sean Payton, being as arrogant as he is, he's one of my favorite coaches in football. However, he can be arrogant at times. That probably could have cost y'all the game too. Run the ball, have the Rams use their timeouts. They had two of them. You run two plays, they use their timeouts, you run the ball on third down. You take it all the way down as far as you can. Kick the field goal. The Rams probably wouldn't have had that much time left to even kick a field goal and go into overtime. But back to other things. Mark Ingram, the Saints running game, pretty much didn't do much. 48 yards in total. I damn sure didn't expect that. Um, Mark Ingram, nine carries, 31 yards. Alvin Kamara, Eight carries, 15 yards, but he did do his thing on the receiving end of the ball. 11 catches, 96 yards. Him and Drew Brees converted for a lot of them first downs. Um, Michael Thomas, who had a crazy game the first time they played, this game pretty much was a non-factor. Four catches, 36 yards, so that pretty much 
you got to give credit to the Rams defense on that. Um, whether it was Marcus Peters, uh, Aqib Tlaib, that really much tells you how much of a good defender Aqib Tlaib is because I just gave I just gave you his stat number. Four catches, 36 yards. He didn't have those numbers earlier this season, but Aqib Tlaib didn't play that game. Aqib Tlaib played this game. Did you see Did you see the numbers? Ted Gidd Jr., three catches, 58 yards. Uh, Demario Davis, he had an interception off of Jared Goff, 14 tackles. He was probably the only Saints defender in the game that actually really, really, really put in work. Uh, Jared Goff, we got to give credit where it's due. Like I said, the first half, he looked very fidget. It was quite similar to Patrick Mahomes, you know, your first championship game. So the jitters is there. This is your first time. This is your first time on this big stage. For him, he was on the road in a hostile environment in New Orleans. So I would expect you to be fidgety. Second half, clutch, very clutch. And this is somewhat why I'm... Not that sad that the that the Rams are going to the Super Bowl again. I wanted the again I, again I wanted the Saints to go, but it's all about progression basically. In every sport, it's all about progression. It's all about passing that torch, taking it to the next generation. Well, we got that right here with one with with, with this game because the old head Drew Brees is not going to the Super Bowl. We got a young lion Jared Goff that's going to the Super Bowl. He was 25 for 40, 297 yards, one touchdown pass, one interception. He got sacked once. C.J. Anderson, the muscle of the running backs for the um for the Rams, 16 carries, 44 yards. Todd Gurley was basically a non-factor the whole game. The Rams had 77 total yards on the ground. Brandon Cooks, seven catches, 107 yards. Josh Reynolds, four catches, 74 yards. Again, like I said earlier, the Rams' defense, they showed up. Littleton, Barron, Dante Fowler, Nudonik, and Sue. These last two, these two playoff games with the Cowboys and the Saints, Nudonik and Sue is showing when he really wants to play, when he don't want to kick people in the nuts, when he don't want to step on people's heads and step on their hands, and he wants to win games, this is what he can do. Brockner. Brockers, he balled out. Aaron Donald, do I even need to say about him? He didn't have that much tackles, but his 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 presence alone helped the Rams excel. Um let's just let's just get into the elephant in the room. And that was that controversy call that wasn't called. The Saints had to settle for a field goal. The controversy call. Robin Coleman, you know damn well that was a pass interference. In fact, it was two calls on that play that should have been called. It was a pass interference and a helmet-to-helmet. And what makes it even worse is that the ref was right there. How you not call that? How you not call that? Sean Payton, for the Saints, the Saints head coach, was livid, and rightfully so, he should have been. Should have been. After the game and the press conference, he said he spoke to the NFL offices. They admitted they blew the call. They did blow that call. But and we're gonna. But am I gonna sit here and say that was the reason why they lost? Somewhat, yeah, and somewhat, no. I already illustrated my first point on why the Saints could have won this game. 
and that was running that ball when Drew Brees threw it to Thompson and he just threw it on the floor. It was like he was just trying to get away, just throw the ball away so he don't get sacked. Why are you throwing the ball? Run the ball. You had two. The Rams had two timeouts. Had them use those last two timeouts. They didn't do that. And then you got this call. So it's a 50-50 if that pass interference call that wasn't called was the factor on them losing. So it's a 50-50. It's a toss-up. But just like the earlier game that I spoke about, I got to give credit where it's due on this one. The Rams field goal kicker, Greg Zerlin. Two clutch kicks. Kicked the field goal to go into overtime. And then he kicked that 57-yarder to end the game. Got to give credit where it's due. This right here is where you make, like, this is where you make your big bucks. When his contract is up, whenever that is, and he sits at that table with his agent, he sits at that table with the Rams' powers that be, he can factor this play, he can factor those two kicks right there and say, this is the reason why you should pay me. Because if it wasn't for my kicks, we wouldn't have gotten to overtime and we wouldn't have gotten to the Super Bowl. So y'all need to pay me. So you got to give credit where it's due. Uh, the Rams took a page from the Saints in this game. If you go back to my last episode, I said the Saints like to grab extra plays. They like to grab extra possessions. Sometimes they like to go for fake punts. They didn't go for no fake punts this game. Unfortunately, what they like to do, the Rams did. And they succeeded on it. They converted a first down on it. I think, they, I, think, I think they also went down and got a field goal out of it. It wasn't a touchdown, but they got a field goal out of it. But even so, they pretty much took a page from the Saints and gained the extra possession. So, again, both games, beautiful, wonderful football. Um, I had to go back and watch these games because I was at work. But luckily for me, I was able to catch the fourth quarter and overtime of both games. Yesterday, I came home, NFL Network, that's right, I'm shouting y'all out. I had to kick back and watch both games so I can, you know, talk about the episode. I couldn't just talk, I, you know, talk about, my, talk about what, what happened. I couldn't just do fourth quarter and overtime. I mean, I could have, but what person would I be? I got to give y'all real content. I got to give y'all full shit. So I had to go back and watch both games and pretty much talk about what happened throughout the whole game. Granted, I was one for one in my picks. I definitely wanted to see a Tom Brady, Drew Brees Super Bowl. Um, I mean, before the season started, I said it would be us and the Packers. I had the Packers and the Saints in the championship game in the NFC. Um, but, of course, I, I would have loved to see Brady and Brees, two future Hall of Famers, two future First round, bona fide Hall of Famers. But we got a young lion and we got a future Hall of Famer in the Super Bowl. Can't be mad either way. Uh, so, obviously, it's my Patriots against the Rams in the Super Bowl. Um, this will be some. This could be redemption for the Rams because, obviously, we won our first Super Bowl beating them. And that's when the dynasty pretty much began. Um, of course, you know, the rumors of us so-called cheating, you know, watching their, um, run, you know, run, watching their runarounds before the game or probably the, the day before the game, you know, a lot of controversy with that. So it's a lot, it's a lot of storylines that can go into this game that I will get into with the next episode, but 
again, I want to send a congrats to the Los Angeles Rams on winning the Super I mean, not winning the Super Bowl, but advancing to the Super Bowl. And I also want to give a kudos and a congrats to my team, the New England Patriots, of us making the Super Bowl for the ninth time and for the third straight year. Until next time, this has been another episode of Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. Uh, again, all my, all my content, all my episodes will be going straight to all my social media outlets on Facebook, D-R-A-Y, space D-A-Y. Instagram and Twitter, it's the same handle. Dre Day, 1985, D-R-A-Y, D-A-Y, 1985. Or you can also download the Anchor app on your mobile phone. Just put in my name, Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. All my episodes is there. We also, my episodes, well, my podcast, actually. My podcast is also streaming on Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um... Before I go, I just want to say being at the Super Bowl is not next weekend. It's the following weekend. I'm going to fall back from football. I'm going to dig deep. I'm off these next two days. So, you know, hopefully I can get some basketball talk in there. You know, there's a couple of things that's going on in the NBA right now that I've brushed to the side because it's, you know, it's football. So I wanted to give football all the attention. But with football being on a break because I'm not gonna. T- I'm, I'm not gonna talk about no Pro Bowl. Nobody gives a fuck about the Pro Bowl, so you know I'm not gonna do no more football talk until probably next week. You know I'm a. You know, get into my prediction for the Rams and Patriots Super Bowl and pretty much have my little things to talk about for that. But right now, like I said, I'm gonna take a break from football until. A few days before the game, hopefully I can get an episode out with talking about my Saint, well, my Patriots and the Ram, and the Rams in the Super Bowl. <clears throat> Damn, excuse me. But hopefully I can get some NBA talk. Until next time, again, this is another episode of Sports Bay with Dre Day Podcast. Peace and love, world. Peace and love. I'm out of here. Oh wait, y'all thought I was done. Nah, I got something else to say. Y'all know how y'all always keep saying, oh, the refs cheat for us, yada, 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 yada. Now, I get it. Again, the calls were controversial. No doubt. No doubt. They were controversial. But I asked this question to you. The last I checked, when game going to overtime, everything is 0-0. The score is the same. You get fresh timeouts. You get fresh score. You get fr- you get a fresh time. You get a fresh timeout. Everything starts from scratch. Last I check, the game continues. Now you got to stop them. All this cheating y'all saying that happened. Everything starts from the beginning. Why couldn't they just stop us when they had the opportunity to? And this is the shit that that's irking my nerves now. Now everybody wants to have this. Oh. Like, it's been talked about all day today. Oh, should they change the rules in overtime? Oh, should both teams have an opportunity to, um, to, to, to have the ball? Well, actually, both teams do have an opportunity to have the ball. Rules is the rules. The team that scores the touchdown first wins. So if you can stop them and get them on fourth down or 
kick a field goal, you get the ball. It's not like back in the day where, oh, the first team that scores, whether it's a touchdown or a field goal, win. They changed it. Now because of this game, now because of this, now all of a sudden niggas want to change scores. Nah, we ain't changing. No, don't change shit. Don't change no rules. Leave it the way it is. I get it. College has it that way. Both teams get an opportunity to touch the ball in overtime. And if both teams get a touchdown or whatever the case may be, it goes to another overtime. That's why that's college. That's why this is professional. Don't cater just because we won and uh, just because just we won another game in overtime. Accept the fact that my Patriots is going back to the Super Bowl. Stop hating. Stop whining like little bitches. Man up. Man the fuck up. Now I'm done with this podcast. Peace and love. Now I'm done with this episode. Peace and love. I'm out. Go Patriots, Rams, we coming for y'all.